you pay God a compliment by asking great things of him because you trust him to give mm. you those great things. And even if he doesn't give you exactly what you had in mind, he will give you something that's so much mm -hmm. greater. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. another episode of a pondering heart podcast my name is emmy and as always i'm joined with one of my dearest friends rachel wong dude how are you it's been a long time it has been yeah you know what i am hmm. i'm good i'm good you know you're good you're uh, good. crazy crazy things happening it's been a crazy time but that's very true it's okay <laughs> it's all good how are you how are you doing i am doing okay you know like you're right it is kind of crazy it's kind of hard to explain when it's like it feels like every day is the same but not really mm -hmm. like may has come so fast it's already like mid-year which is kind of crazy yeah but totally. you know <laughs> totally i totally failed at math the other day when because like you said it's may so mm. it's like the second mm. quarter of the yes. month which yeah but i said second third and i was like no that's not right <laughs> second quarter <laughs> Uh, so yeah, time is just chugging along, but here we are. So. True, very <laughs> true. Um, so dear listeners, today we have a very special topic, but before then, um, let's dive in with a icebreaker, which is a little deep for today, but I thought it may help because our topic will be also a little deep, yep. I think. So we'll see how it goes. So our icebreaker question for today is in the movie Inside Out, each person has a set of core memories mm -hmm. that define who they are and how they behave. So for example, in the movie, Riley had um, one of her core memories was the first time she played hockey and she shot a goal. Is that is that the right term? I think yeah, it is. I don't I'm know. pretty sure. It's not a basket. That's for okay, sure. Exactly. So it's a goal. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a sports person. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, she like she got a goal. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's one of her core memories because she mm -hmm. loves hockey and that's something that she mm -hmm. likes to do. So with that said, what's one of yours? Yeah, well, mine is not nearly as joyful, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry to take us way down, but here All we are. All good. You know, it's funny because, and maybe actually, I mean, since you are, like you did childhood development and ECE, uh, you probably know more than I do, but what I find so funny is that one of my earliest memories mm. that I remember, and I would have to say is my core memory, actually happened when I was seven, which I think is really late. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the odd thing. But anyway, the memory is essentially it was the day that I found out that my grandmother had passed away. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was mm. definitely really jarring. I mean, you know, being seven years old mm -hmm. and... I guess like what stands out and I will never forget the day just because my dad at that time was traveling in mm. and out of town for work mm. and this was his mom that passed and I remember after school being whisked away by my best friend's mom and just being oh. like you're coming over to my house mm. and I remember thinking is like wow bonus it's a play date right like you're seven <laughs> years old and you think that there is no mm. care in the world mm -hmm. this is so awesome but then you know, I kind of asked, I was like, oh, well, like, where are my parents? When are they picking me up? And she was like, oh, you know, like, 
maybe five o'clock. I was like, wow, five o'clock. That's like three hours from now. So much time. <laughs> mm. But then like time kept passing. Yeah. And I think I got picked up by my parents at like maybe 7.30 or 8 p.m., which of course, like as a kid is pretty mm. late. Yeah. And then, yeah, finding out the news when they picked me up that mm. my grandmother had passed away and mm -hmm. just kind of having like this huge, yeah, like real breakdown of obviously emotion, but just really being angry at God, I would say, mm. and just being like, are you kidding me? And then also very, very close to uh, First Communion as well, which was something that my grandmother and I had talked a lot about when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. It's something that I think back on a lot. And I think, you know, when I really think about it, it's a lot of trauma that I still carry to this day. And maybe just in allusion to your question, I think mm -hmm. informs a lot of my own kind of relationships mm -hmm. and the way that I think about things. But yeah, yeah. sorry to open on a bit of a downer. No, that's great. Buddy, but... I mean, okay, no, it, it wasn't great that it was a sad memory, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's okay. I think it's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, it's actually so funny because my memory was also when I was seven with my Lola, with my grandma. Mm -hmm. So when you said, I was like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. Wow. Um, so my memory comes also from my childhood. I was mm -hmm. seven. Some of our listeners may know, some may not, but I wasn't born in the Philippines, but I was raised there prior to coming here to Canada. And I remember one day, um, my Lola, when I was at her house, she brought me to the roof of her house and we sat there watching the sunset together for I don't know how long, mm. but it was one of my <laughs> fondest memories of her because she passed away also like a number, like many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And it taught me so much about relationships, friendships, and just like the importance of not like the importance of silence but also the whole idea that I don't need to try so hard in my relationships like if I'm able to just sit down in silence with someone for a while without needing to fill in the space then mm -hmm. that's when I know that I have a lifelong friend you know mm -hmm. um I don't know like it kind of stayed with me and I don't remember like exact details but like just that moment kind of like is solidified and it's crazy to kind of like see a moment but not really remember everything but like it's ingrained in you mm -hmm. yeah so yeah mm. that's mm -hmm. really beautiful I really like that and I agree it's it's that beauty of being able to just rest in presence I would say yeah you're right um, so let's dive deep into our topic for today today we are going to be talking about our dreams and our desires as Catholics mm -hmm. and God's role within that. And I don't know, like, I think this topic is something, again, it's probably something that people think about and ponder a lot about, but not really with other people, at least on my end. Like, I don't really have people that talk to me about my dreams and my desires and mm -hmm. what that looks like and where does God come into that whole equation. Mm -hmm. So with that said, I really wanted to start off our conversation today with a quote from a beloved saint, mm -hmm. um, St. Teresa of Avila. And she says, you pay God a compliment by asking great things of him. Hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Maybe if you'd asked me a couple years ago, I may have been like, what? Like, that's, what do you mean? Like, we already pay God a compliment just by not even us existing. Like, I feel like 
just because he's God and he's made everything, he already has paid himself like the biggest compliment because he literally created everything. <laughs> and I'm reminded of, you know, obviously like when priests say this in homilies, for example, they don't mean this in a way that talks down to us where God doesn't need our praise. Like he's not in need of our mm -hmm. praise. Mm -hmm. And yet I think there's something beautiful about this where it goes to show, at least for me, when I hear this quote, it goes to show the reciprocity between God and his creations, mm -hmm, right? Like mm -hmm. his beloved, the people that the people yeah. or the children that he's created and how out of his love and his goodness, he created all of us to participate in his love and how mm -hmm. we can, in many ways, even though he is in no need of it, we can pay him a compliment when we not only uh, create with him, when we work with him and co-labor with him. And of course, like it says in the quote, by asking great things of him. So I think that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I really loved what you said about being able to co-labor mm -hmm. with God. And I think that says a lot about our dreams and our desires as well. Because part of the reason why I picked this quote for today was because I don't know about you. But for myself, sometimes I get really shy telling God about my dreams and my desires, because like you said, like he's he's given us so much. He's made so many things. And it feels like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a little spoiled <laughs> child. If I ask him just for a little bit more, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Maybe other people have gone through mm -hmm. this as well. But there is so much truth in that quote. Like you pay God a compliment by asking great things of him because you trust him to give mm -hmm. you those great things and even if he doesn't give you exactly what you had in mind he will give you something that's so much mm -hmm. greater have you ever had moments where you've felt fear like in expressing your desires or is that just <laughs> is that just me when it comes to like just dreaming in mm. general and i think you alluded to this right. earlier in a sense that we don't really mm. talk about this very much and i think that it's on one hand in the culture uh, on social media People like to talk a big game. And when I say people, I include myself in this. Like we talk a lot about really far off things like, man, I'd love to mm. win the lottery and then buy an island <laughs> where I can build a mansion right. for myself. Right. So, of course, mm. like that might be some people's dreams. And for that, like I commend you, I would say, you know, keep on keeping on. Right. But at the same time, I think that there is a great deal of and maybe this is what you're getting at, but like this fear of mm -hmm. not being able to succeed at the things that we put out. And it might not even be as Ouch. like grand mm -hmm. or crazy as the scenario that I just described. Like we can have really amazing dreams about our future family, you know, our jobs, that kind of stuff. And because we are, and we've talked about this many times, but like this culture that we're in where it just seems like everything is out there for show. I think you said one time before and yeah, how yeah. as much as our successes are public sometimes our failures mm -hmm. can be just as public when that happens we may start to feel less and less like we have this control over attaining our goals or attaining our dreams so it seems like on the one hand there is a lot of yeah like you know like free thinking free dreaming out there but then we have like this realist sense to us where it's like, okay, well, how likely is it that I will actually be able to, you know, for us as women, like meet a good man mm -hmm. and then get married and have a family, uh. right? It's it's not <laughs> like something mm -hmm. crazy and out there, but I think 
on a deep yeah. level, it's something that we all desire. Um, yeah. But there is a lot in the culture that really maybe holds us back or sets us back. And then we get into our own heads about, oh, well, maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm just not able to attain that dream because it's just impossible or mm-hmm. too difficult. Man, just that <laughs> in itself. Ah, oh, it's so true. Like, I feel like, yeah, like just maybe just in the whole idea of dreaming, that can be mm-hmm. scary in itself already. Like what you said, that our victories can be public and our failures can be as well. And maybe that also kind of, I don't know, like comes into play when it comes to just dreaming because so many things can happen and maybe it's just like anxiety or just like fear and just worry about like so many different factors that can come to play but then as catholics like we are called to be better than this not that we are like quote-unquote better than anyone else in that say but we have god by our side and he is not gonna leave us alone and that's something that i've been trying to kind of like Hmm. like think a lot about recently and just ponder a Mm -hmm. lot about because when you think about it like we have someone on our side that isn't gonna let us just be like at the bottom Mm -hmm. of the barrel Mm -hmm. you know like we have we have our greatest like cheerleader and someone that will give us whatever we ask for we just really need to ask and give ourselves permission to Mm -hmm. dream and to dream big it's just like all the uh, it's so frustrating because I see so much of this mm-hmm. in myself and other people that I've talked to about this, like some people that I've talked to about mm-hmm. this. And yeah, it's like when we think of God as mm-hmm. our father, what father doesn't want to give all the greatest things to their child? From the book that I've been reading that I believe I have mentioned before, Be Healed by Dr. Bob Schutz, he reminds us that we receive the, quote, spirit of adoption at our baptism, we were promised boundless treasures from the Father's storehouse. And Jesus says, all we have to do is ask. The Father delights in giving us all these good things. We just need to ask mm-hmm. him. It's just, I feel like it's just a matter of kind of getting over that hurdle of being afraid to do so and to not think about all these factors that may come into the whole idea of asking and maybe even the whole idea of pursuing mm-hmm. right. side dreams. And just as you're saying that, like, that's an excellent quote from Dr. Bob Schutz. And and of course, it it is perfectly parallel to in Matthew's gospel, like Matthew 7, right? Mm. Ask, seek, and knock. Mm. You know, who of you who, when your son asks for bread, you'll give them a stone, right? So Mm -hmm. I love that example just because it talks about even, quote unquote, evil people. Even they will give good gifts to their children. So then you think about God, who is obviously not evil, and he is God, (laughs) so he will give us infinitely more. And yet, I think, you know, when I think about myself and just like, okay, what is barring me from asking? I think that certainly there is fear. We think Mm -hmm. that, you know, when we ask, I think there's like a fear of just like fear of the unknown. But also fear of being disappointed. I'm going to throw something out there, God, but he's not going to answer it in the way that I thought. (laughs) Definitely has happened to me like 10 out of 10 times. But I think the other thing, too, that maybe many of us aren't willing to admit, or at least for me, I'm not willing to admit, is the fear of putting in the work. 
right? Uh, because I think it's, it's one ouch. thing to just be like, to go back to my crazy outlandish example of winning the lottery. Like, okay, sure, maybe that's like luck and whatnot. But let's just say you actually get the, the island or excuse me, you've won the lottery, you right. got the island. But there right. are still a lot mm. of things that you got to do to like build your dream house there, right? So if we right. even scale it back to something that is not as crazy, like a good relationship, a good marriage, that requires so much work. As former guests, Mike and Camille, go back and listen to that episode. It is two episodes. Go listen to all of it. They're incredible. But any married couple will tell you that a good marriage, a good partnership rooted in God requires a lot of work. It's a labor of love, literally. But you can say the same thing about anything, any job, any hobby, any passion project, it requires the work. So I think on the one hand, we can, of course, dream big. We should, and we should ask God yep. for these gifts, like mm -hmm. ask and he will give it to you. Like you said, he desires to lavish us with these things, but we mm -hmm. also have to be yeah. ready to not just be willing to receive with an open hand, but also be mm -hmm. willing to work too. So that is your truth yeah. for today. <laughs> This among many things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Very true. And honestly, that just that whole idea reminds me of this time where I was, I think I was talking about this to someone a little older than me. And she reminded me that like Emmy, like you can be in the car. You may know where to go, but you got like you gotta help God out. You gotta turn on the car. Like he can't help you get mm -hmm. somewhere when you don't help him too. Like he can't. Oh my gosh, this reminds me. Um, I was talking about dating with a few artists of mine, like friends, older girlfriends, and they were reminding me that like, if you want to find someone, if you want to be in a relationship, go on dates. Like you're not just going to have Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Prince Charming come to your door. Like you got to do the work and that's part of it. And I think that's a really good point. Like, thanks for bringing it up. Because I think that's something that we forget also. Like, we can't just, like, of course, yes, we have to also receive and ask things of God. But you can't pray for an A when you haven't studied. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of need to do the mm -hmm. work, people. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. I'll be the first to say that. <laughs> Keep dreaming about it, right. but then also put in the work. That's absolutely true. Like, I love that analogy of... Yeah, a car, mm. well, actually, we're in 2021 now, so there are <laughs> self-driving cars mm. out there, but Very I like true. to think that God is like, hmm, he's not a Toyota Camry. I think he's cooler than that. <laughs> Maybe he's right, like right. a really nice Porsche, uh, but you still need to turn the car. Like you need to actually get in and and actually drive mm. it. The same works in like all areas of discernment, like you mentioned dating. Right. Yeah, to mm -hmm. dream is one thing, but to do it idly mm -hmm. and passively and just mm -hmm. expecting, because I think you mentioned like being a, a spoiled or bratty kid, where it's like if you just <laughs> expect, yeah. right, that God mm -hmm. will give it to you, or even the fact that like, no, like I deserve to have that, which I guess to some extent is true. Like, you know, being a beloved daughter of God, you do deserve nothing but the best. And he will give that to you. But he does require us to put in some work. And he requires us to, to also like step out in faith. And perhaps like maybe that will kind of bring us back to, you know, what you led off with, which is this idea that we need to be open to dreaming big. And actually just as we're thinking about it, like the first thing 
or the first word that came to mind for me was this term that I learned in Catholic Christian outreach. So again, big shout out to Mm -hmm. them. But one of their core Mm. tenets is around magnanimity. Big spelling B word. good word. I think that's also a big (laughs) Scrabble word too. Magnanimity, Mm -hmm. just this idea of being able to desire great things because of the Mm. way that God has created us. Because he's given us that free will to choose, he's given us so much love, he's also given us like a lot of opportunity to dream with him. And I think that there's something really beautiful about being able to dream Mm -hmm. with someone. So again, if you're called to marriage, being able to dream up with your spouse, what your family will look like. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, God calls us to dream with him. So it's one thing to have our own plans or our own ambitions, (laughs) but when they link up with Mm. God, I feel like that's like the bingo right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. 100%. And like, I really loved what you were talking about because it just reminds me of how good God is because like, just because we ask for something doesn't mean we're going to get it. Like we have to do something about it as well, especially about the whole idea of free will. Like, he gives us the choice to do it because just because we dream and want to do something that doesn't mean that we're actually going to do that you actually have to walk and do the work and do all these things and my goodness the lord is so good and it's it takes like moments like these where you actually like ponder these things out loud to realize that because i think we've all we all know this we all know that god is good but then we don't really like realize the significance and that impact of that unless we just sit down and talk about it that reminds me of another quote i have many quotes today (laughs) Um, so this is a quote that i heard from blessed is she and i think this can probably come up as well too in the whole idea of our desires and i think it may be saint therese of Lisieux. i may be wrong i'm not sure but the quote says limiting our desires is a misunderstanding of god's love for us And that says a lot, you know, we can dream. It's okay. Like as scary and so many things are scary. I will be, again, the first to say all these things. Not, not the first, but you know what I mean? Like I'm the first to admit that Mm -hmm. it is scary. It's scary to dream. It's scary Mm -hmm. to trust. It's scary to do all these things. But then we can't limit ourselves or to not do anything or stay idle just because we're afraid. Like the Lord gives us free will and he gives us all this space to discover all these things about ourselves during our lives and when we limit our dreams we limit our actions we don't really understand God's love and the infinite vastness of his love for Mm -hmm. us you know yeah yeah and certainly as humans I'm aware of the fact that we will certainly never understand the full breadth of his love But that Mm. is really interesting, like this quote about when we put like a fence around what we think God can accomplish, right? So I guess this can come up in the way that when we pray for things. So actually, I caught myself doing this the other day where I was praying about something and kind of putting some parameters around it. And I caught myself afterwards being like, wait a second, did I just... Did I just fence God in? Maybe I did. Oh, no. Um, but it it really is. Yeah, like that word misunderstanding. So, I mean, not necessarily to say that we always have to be super bought in. Because I think that certainly like in our faith journey, there will be yeah. ebbs and flows of our 
kind of like the openness to trust like of course like we always trust god but i feel like given different circumstances i think it's absolutely normal to sometimes have quote-unquote more trust than other days or to feel like you are settled (laughs) in this more than other times today might be one of those days for me where i'm just kind of like god what the Mm -hmm. heck is happening but in any case (laughs) when i realized that i was fencing god in and just kind of Mm -hmm. setting a parameter like okay i think you can only do this much for me Mm -hmm. and i'd be satisfied again it's kind of like yeah skimming a little bit off the top or just even like selling Mm -hmm. ourselves short because not only are we missing out on an opportunity for god to work and do something amazing but i think we're also depriving ourselves of a opportunity to grow in our trust and truly like that's the only way that we can grow and like growing our love, growing our trust for him is if we have those opportunities or when we see those opportunities to actually seize them and allow ourselves mm-hmm. to be like docile and just be like nurtured mm-hmm. upon, I think. Because I, I just imagine God being like, you know, like, don't you don't you trust me? Like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, oh. Jesus standing on the water like y'all he's literally on the water like who does that (laughs) and he's like to peter you know Mm -hmm. like do you trust me you know walk out onto the sea actually now that we're talking about that gospel story i find that to be so fascinating that i think peter in a sense had (laughs) a a big dream of his maybe he too wanted to walk on the water you know just like he asked jesus it's like lord command me to walk on the water So I think that there's a beautiful truth there where when we ask, so first, Mm. we have to be willing to put in the work and we have to be willing to ask. But then when we get the response, (laughs) we got to keep our eyes fixed on him because what happened to Peter? He sunk because he blinked and he's like, wait a second, this can't be real. And then he started sinking, right? So I think there's a, sorry, this is just like mind blowing for me. So... No, it's good. Um, but Rachel, like, what happens next? Jesus saves him. You know, like, even if we get to that point, same thing as Peter, he will always be there for us. He won't let mm-hmm. us sink. I can't swim. So, like, <laughs> I need him. I remember I was talking to a previous spiritual director of mine, and I talked about the story. And he's like, I mean, like, all the more reason for you to trust, especially since you can't swim. <laughs> like, you need to trust. Like, Rick. Yep. <laughs> That's so yep. true. yeah but how beautiful is that right like because like you said he saves peter he saves all of us and even though i think there there certainly was a slight rebuke on our lord's part where it's like oh you have little faith right uh you know why did you why did you tear your eyes away from me for even a second and yet he being the good father that he is he continues Mm -hmm. to like pick us up and journeys with us and continues Mm -hmm. to nurture our trust in him Mm -hmm. so that one day we are able to really dream really dream and i'm just looking at uh some of the the thoughts that you had put together in preparation for us and ultimately it comes back to our ability to trust and of course there can be a variety of things i'm sure for each of you dear listeners just like those wounds in our heart that prevent us from trusting or trusting on a deeper level. But all the same, he is inviting us today and every day 
um, in the victories, but also in those moments where it just seems like super chaotic. And he's inviting us to trust in him more. Because I think once we're able to recognize that, okay, and this sounds really weird to say, but okay, God, you are trustworthy. <laughs> I can trust you. Right. So if I can trust you mm-hmm. even in like the mundane, I can absolutely trust you with my deepest desires. And really that's mm-hmm. all that he wants. Because I think when we're yeah. able to share that with him, it provides us an opportunity to, again, like I've said this many times, but dream with him and also allow for our wills, our desires to be conformed to his. Because like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it's one thing to ask. Uh, he may not grant it all in the way that we are hoping, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you and, and you, Emmy, are probably familiar with the story of like the pearl necklace the little girl no you tell don't me. know the story tell me no okay. i don't well, please I'll tell, tell me the story okay and listeners you may you may Hooray. be familiar with this but essentially <laughs> there is there are different versions of it but basically there is a girl who has a fake pearl necklace she adores it she loves it and every day her father goes into her room and tucks her in and is just like oh good night Uh, you know, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. But then he always ends off by asking, can you give me your pearl necklace, the fake pearl necklace? Oh. And she says, no, but I'll give you my teddy bear. So he's like, okay, sure. (laughs) So he takes the the teddy Mm. bear. So then the next night comes, same routine. And then the dad asks, will you give me your pearl necklace? And she says, no, Mm -hmm. but you can have my whatever, rocking horse. Uh, And he's like, okay, so he takes it. So basically, this progresses for a couple nights. And over time, she is out of toys. She is literally given everything (laughs) to him. Oof. So finally, her dad comes and is like, same routine, and asks again, Mm -hmm. like, will you give me your pearl necklace? And remember, it is Mm -hmm. a fake pearl necklace. So finally, she realizes right. that she literally has nothing to give him. So she's very tearful and she gives, like, very sad, mm. but gives her father this pearl necklace. And right. in exchange, he's actually had a real pearl necklace this entire time. What? So <laughs> the moral of the story is the fact that, again, you know, many times, like, we may ask, and I think also, like, there's an aspect of bargaining. Right. So like mm, we kind of yeah. either fence God in or we hold mm-hmm. on to things that we think are good for us. So the same thing can happen with our mm. dreams. We kind of stay in our own yeah. little bubble or pond and just be like, oh, there's nothing there's right. nothing greater out there for me. Or God only grants dreams, the dreams of other people. But little do we know that he actually has something like even greater for us. Right. So in this analogy, that real pearl necklace. Mm. So are we willing to trade in our fake pearls for real ones for the men out there Mm. i don't know it could be like a fake hockey jersey (laughs) for a real hockey jersey i don't know real real sign Mm -hmm. a legit one that has like the correct name (laughs) spelled on the back and not like fake or broken right (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that's a good thought to ponder for our Mm. listeners like what are Mm -hmm. your desires what's keeping you from surrendering your dreams and your desires Mm -hmm. to him and i think ultimately to give ourselves permission to dream and to also remember that we also need to put in the work 
for that dream to come true in whatever way the Lord wills. We need to remember that it's it's not just like all dreams. It's all about action too. So, and to trust in God and knowing that, like you said, he has so much more planned for us and in store for us. We just need to trust in him and all will be okay. Like the saints trusted in him and look where they are today. Amen. Yeah. So we can do that too. <laughs> I think that's the greatest dream of all is to be saints, to be counted among mm-hmm. uh, one of his many great saints. And of course, that's not to say that if we were to arrive as mm-hmm. a Rachel with wings <laughs> in heaven, <laughs> that's cool too, of course. But what a great dream to be counted among uh, mm-hmm. such holy men and women. Maybe that's my greatest dream is to make it to heaven to see God face to face. Yeah. I want to give him a hug. That's my greatest dream. I just want to like just sit down and be like, Lord, can you like go through my entire life and like tell me what I missed? For sure. (laughs) All these things. But yes, before we wrap up this conversation, any final thoughts? Mm. I think you said it. So I'll just echo again. Be willing to Mm -hmm. do the work and to dream, but Mm -hmm. also... Like, yeah, don't be afraid to put everything down at his feet, especially if it's Mm -hmm. like those really deep desires that you Mm -hmm. had for a very long time. And I say this to to you as much as I say to myself. So it's a good reminder for all of us to kind of hold each other accountable because I think it's a vulnerable thing to share our dreams. So when we're able to journey with one another, journey with God and share our dreams Like, it's beautiful because we can journey, we can accompany, and hold each other accountable. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a journey. Gotta walk together. (laughs) We're not alone in this journey. So, as we wrap up our conversation, we'd like to ask each other our favorite question. (laughs) What's on your heart today? What's going on? Mm -hmm. So, I know that this episode will probably come out in a in a while let's just say so uh for my birthday which happened uh, at the end of april so i turned 25 this year and i had a desire i guess to raise some money for one of the Mm. local organizations uh it's domestic abuse services our lady of good counsel society they're a local organization Mm -hmm. that provides uh, support and resources as well as a transition house for families, um, particularly women and children who are experiencing or fleeing from domestic abuse. So my goal was to Mm -hmm. raise $2,500 collectively Mm -hmm. through uh, friends' donations as well as personal matching. But as of today, Mm -hmm. we raised just over $4,000. No! So as a collective, um, so I, it's just on my heart, like the, I think the generosity of folks and just Mm -hmm. like my gratitude. And again, I think it it fits in quite nicely. I didn't anticipate to talk about this, but here we are. Like I had a a small dream, (laughs) I guess, like a humble dream to be able to give something to an organization and a cause that is quite important to me, Mm -hmm. but certainly never thought that it would Mm-hmm. be in this way like not to say that I didn't think that people were generous of course like I thought people were generous right. but generous times a hundred thousand like this is amazing <laughs> so yeah mm. we're at like I think I did the math and it's like 163 percent of the goal so that is really cool yeah what dude doesn't just speak volumes of God's mm-hmm. generosity like you like you set a goal and he just 
160%. Yeah, and actually, it's funny that you say that just goal. because, uh, like, mm-hmm. literally, so I am obsessed with, like, you know when you do fundraisers, like, they have the thermometer and you can yes. kind of see the progress. So I was obsessed <laughs> with that and yes. I made, I handmade mm. one, not very good, but I handmade one. And once we hit, like, the initial goal of 2,500, I actually had to, like, right. hack job tape another piece of paper to extend the thermometer. Oh and gosh. I was kind of making fun of it today on Instagram. I was just like, haha, like, look mm. at my horrible arts and crafts skills. Um, <laughs> but you guys are awesome with your generosity. And then one mm. of my friends had commented, and it's just, you know, when you you have plans, but God totally, like, outwits your plans. Um, and I'm like, so yeah, true. totally. So true. So that's what's yeah. on my heart today. Love what that. about you? Hmm. Funny, because my <laughs> what's on my heart is also a desire. We're just like matching today. Um, I think a few episodes, I kind of alluded to this, but I talked about just a little bit of what I'm going through with just like life, <laughs> I guess in general of like knowing what's next. And I think I am moving forward, which is mm. so good. I finally turn on the car, guys. Like all you need to do is turn on the dang car. He'll show mm-hmm. you where to go. A couple of months ago, I had stumbled upon um, actually someone that was on your podcast, Rachel, and I haven't talked to her yet (laughs) because like I was kind of struggling with the whole idea of what to do next, especially after graduating school a few years ago. So I realized that a lot of my dreams that I had for so long kind of came (laughs) together in a way that I would have never (laughs) imagined. Yeah. So I finally took a step forward to try something (laughs) new. And in September, I'll be going back Yay. to school, which is fun. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I may talk about that in season two. We shall see. So I thought I might, <laughs> I thought I might as well talk about it today. And it's actually kind of exciting. Like, I had a moment where I applied to, for school and just thought, it was that easy? <laughs> like, that was all I needed to do? Don't we do that? Like, try to, like, make a right. whole mountain out of a tiny hill like of course it wasn't that tiny but like for me it just felt like this is it that was all I needed to do but I'm very excited I'm very excited to study and go back to school and see where the Lord will take me but that's a long-term goal so no that's awesome and congratulations again that's that's awesome (laughs) just to kind of have some clarity and to know very true very true but it's like it's so nice though it's like thank you Mm -hmm. I needed that (laughs) I just needed that little bit of clarity in this moment of fog. But in any case, do you want to do a closing prayer? Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, we thank you so much for providing us this opportunity to come together, to glorify you, to share our hopes and dreams, to share the ways in which you have been moving in our lives and for all the desires of our hearts that we have uh, for the eventual movements that you have in our lives. So Lord, I just ask that you continue to inspire us and encourage us to have big dreams, to be magnanimous, and to have no fear in bringing them to you. And we also ask for the grace and the strength to accept the, the many blessings that you will shower upon us, and in particular those blessings that may be disguised as other things. Um, in those moments where we feel like there is a lot going on and there's a lot of chaos, may we constantly 
keep our eyes fixed on you. And this we ask in your most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Pondering Heart Podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.